0: You'll soon see that we're not some. <laughs> Very, no. good. <laughs> Very good. Very uh, good. <laughs> I-, I was trying to sugarcoat <laughs> that slightly, David. Yeah, yeah, I've
1: yeah. had enough training to be dangerous.
2: Welcome to Cloud Realities, live from Google Cloud Next 2023. We're a conversation show exploring the practical and exciting alternate realities that can be unleashed through cloud-driven transformation. I'm Dave Chapman, and I'm Rob Kernahan. And it is the final day of the conference, it is. so we're going to do two records today. Um, we're going to come to the first one in a second. Uh, how are you doing, Rob? You alright?
0: All right, not too bad. How's the jet lag? Like? Uh, I've completely recovered on the day I fly back, so that's, yeah, that's part of the course, isn't it?
2: I, I'm also feeling fresh <laughs> and in the time zone <laughs> for the first fresh, time. Yeah. <laughs> My head is not cloudy, no, and no pun intended, I wouldn't go there. Um,
0: what did you do last night? Well, um, uh, we, we were we were planning on seeing LL Cool J.
2: So we were sat in a bar. We were actually sat in the uh, tunnel top, which
0: we talked about. We went about back to double-check our recommendation yeah. from the last podcast and to make checked, sure we got it right. It checked out. We did. We did. We did get it right. It checked out. It was good. Better than Google Maps on that, I think, with the review. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we sat there, and we... we LL Cool J evening thing was supposed to go from six to nine. It was. So we sat there till about like seven, something along those lines. And then we headed down to see LL Cool J. So we got there about
1: eight. It was very timely. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was, the place, <laughs> was, completely, the place was completely empty when we got there. You know,
0: the rock star's supposed to be late. On at the end, that sort of stuff. We turned up and went, oh. So, it, like we, it, it looked suspicious
2: when we arrived in the cab, and it's like there's a lot of people stood outside at like five past eight. Did, we,
1: did you go? Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Was much, it good? Pretty it, much same. It, well, pretty much same thing happened. I thought there's no way that it doesn't start till uh, eight eight p.m. You said, yeah. And uh, so I roll in seven forty-five. Thought it'd be very calm and relaxed, and there's already like people leaving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it something I did? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so he was already off by seven forty-five. No, it, it finished by like. Eight forty-five, eight thirty, eight forty-five. So it was a very timely event. <laughs> yeah, it, it really <laughs>
2: was. Uh,
1: yeah, I was, I was pretty disappointed. I was, I was well
2: up for a bit of balls.
0: It was really good. good. It was super yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we'll, we'll just have to imagine it, Dave. We'll just have to.
2: Well, hopefully, I, I don't know whether someone has anyone put any videos up. Well, there's a couple here and there. Yeah, yeah. I put a couple up. Yeah. I'm, gonna check, I'm <laughs> gonna check that out. Check your feed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, look, you've heard him a little bit already. Uh, joining us today is. Uh, Mahin Samadani is the Director of Business Transformation at Google Cloud. Thank you. Mahin, you're very, very welcome.
1: It's good to see you. Thanks for making the time. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great to be here. I'm based in San Francisco. Uh, I'm part of a team in Google Cloud called Go Transform, And we quite simply focus on articulating return on imagination in the cloud. Love that. So what does it mean when you decide to put design, experience, AI, Everything in the cloud. Right? How can you reimagine your business? How can you invent value? And and and, you know, without
2: getting too sort of overly scientific about that, have you have you metricized return and imagination? How do you how do you measure it? What does that look like?
1: So for me, it's really it always starts with creating user value. So if you've uh, created benefit for user, if you've delighted them, uh, if you've made their lives easier, we can map it out in a a journey map and understand where do people spend time? Where do they receive actual uh, monetary value? Of course, Uh, but it, it starts with the user. And I fundamentally believe if you create user value, the commercial benefit will follow. We also have a team uh, that's affiliated with mine that does do that financial analysis and provides the rigor. And I would call it, uh, it's creating both the the magic and the money, and you need to tell both stories. Right, right, love that. And um, when you say user
2: value, do you mean, internal user in an organization or do you mean customer of that organization?
1: It's both. It's really whoever you're thinking about designing for, whoever this experience is for. Anytime there's a human that's going to be uh, interacting and is a stakeholder, we want to make sure they're delighted and the cloud really allows you to do that better than ever before. And so so as you're going into cloud, I want to
2: come to some definitions of cloud transformation in a second, but is your gateway then into into cloud transformation via the experience.
1: Absolutely. Well, and we've anchored on uh, what I would call the, the world-renowned uh, Google Ventures Design Sprint as, mm-hmm. our, as our approach and methodology, methodology. You know, there's literally books written about it, and it's a great way for businesses to invent new things. Right? Just we've, tell us a little bit
2: about that for those who might not have heard it. What, yeah. it. what does it involve? Yeah, so
1: we've modified the approach slightly for the cloud and for also AI and Gen AI. But it really starts with understanding the user and then uh, going through a series of structured ideation. So we understand that people come up with ideas in, in different ways. Now, in any given workshop, certainly the aspiration is to have some sort of epiphany, hmm. but oftentimes it's, we've already thought of a lot of different things we want to do, but we, we're having trouble organizing our ideas and understanding where is their user benefit and where is their value. Right. And so we help do that. And then we do a series of, of mini sprints and then start to test and experiment and try new things. Hmm.
2: Hmm. And we we refer on on our show here, you might have heard in the intro, we talk about cloud-driven transformation, uh, or cloud-enabled transformation, and it's something i'm I'm particularly passionate about because so many people see cloud transformation as being quite a technical element, and you know maybe there's a you know three percent of the budget is put towards something like change management, and people think that's you know kind of enough. And it's a very, very technical or programmatic exercise. So what would your definition of cloud-driven transformation be? And how does that, how does that tie together with the experience-led piece that you've been talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: so, well, it, it's just that. It, it's, it's shifted to the experience. Mm-hmm. And increasingly, you're starting to see, uh, well, not just financial stakeholders, but the business stakeholders, CEOs and now the board level stakeholders taking a deep interest in what was once highly technical solutions and outcomes, because now it impacts the entire business. Every business is a digital business. And so every business stakeholder needs to care about what the solution is and what the outcome is. It's Mm -hmm. not just for the CTO anymore.
0: And when you, you talk to like the top of the shop of these organizations, I mean, working with cloud and doing the things you're talking about is a very different way of approaching different mindset different way of working, different interaction model. Are you seeing a shift now to a general understanding that, yeah, operations need to change, it's technology and business interlinked, or do you think there's still a split where some get it and some are still too in the traditional mindset?
1: even if they don't get it a few weeks into the exercise, they will get it. Because this aha just, moment <laughs> goes off in their so head. They start to understand that you know they're potentially not organized well enough to A, pull it off, but B, uh, deal with all the implications of, of, of running that type of business right. and, and moving faster than they ever did before. And also, organizing their data and delivering all these new experiences.
0: And, and, and that must be quite a rewarding experience as you see the penny drop in yeah. them and they suddenly go, oh, yeah, yeah, we do need to do this, don't yeah, we? Absolutely.
1: And well, and, you know, and something that's happened, particularly with the, with the rise of AI and the, the, the headline snatching that, that's happened, mm-hmm. uh, people are very excited about it and they want to do a lot of different things and they hear about very exciting things. But for a retailer, for example, there's a tremendous difference between offering an experience that's uh, uh, around, hey, tell me what clothes I should wear uh, for a wedding in Montauk this summer. Right, right. That's one, that's one experience versus uh, do you have these black jeans in size 33 in San Francisco? Mm, mm. Now, those might sound like very, very similar types like, of superficially experiences. similar, yeah. But the latter could probably be implemented in a couple of months, and the former is potentially a couple of years, uh, depending on the quality of the data inside of any organization. And so sometimes just articulating that uh, spectrum and roadmapping it makes a really big difference and people can then understand and start to roadmap uh, what they want to do and when and what the value is associated with it.
2: One of of the things I think experience-led transformation also brings that is, sort of very material, is that it allows you to understand your customer experience, it allows you to understand your cloud transformation in a way that you can prioritize everything in behind delivering user experience. And so like every dollar spent or every, or every line of code is materially impacting the end user or the end, or the end customer. And it seems to me that's a very direct route to value yeah. Because sometimes you know, big big holistic changes find it difficult to articulate value, and sometimes that can it can actually get lost. Right? There's yeah. many IT programs that have you know hundreds of, million, hundreds of millions of dollars in and not actually delivering. The organization perceives as value.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's another benefit because there's a uh, tremendous value in things that could be considered uh, failures or mistakes, right, but I would right. actually just call them experiments. Yep. Now, uh, years ago, some folks will probably remember there was this uh, thing out there called Google Plus. Hmm. And oh, uh, yeah. You, yeah, so you can I, say yeah, you yeah. can say what you will about it. Uh, it circles it was, as well at one point, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was an experiment, yeah. right? And uh, lots of press, either which way. You can look it up. But uh, fast forward to today, there's another great experience out there. It's called uh, Google Photos. Mm. And if you look at a lot, of, and that's an award-winning product that does really well. If you don't have it, you should try it. Right. <laughs> it's a healthy plug for what that. What differentiates it? A lot of the same things that were inside of Google+. So the right. lessons learned from there. And what the cloud allows you to do is to take certain components and qu- very quickly redeploy them. And that's why, you know, when you see different... Uh, experiences and services that have launched that aren't necessarily always successful, Mm. it's okay if it's in the cloud because you can actually take parts of those down and redeploy them in other ways. It's very modular. And so you're starting to see companies do that increasingly. Uh, There's a major media company that came out with a premium uh, news service Right, and everyone laughed when they had to take it down a couple of days later. But that's mm-hmm. okay. That was an experiment, and I'm certain they're going to repurpose elements of that experience and redeploy it. Well, let's talk a little bit about that
2: repurposing uh, and, and using and using platform and repurposing across platform. Yesterday, in our discussion with Zach, um, he talked about sort of three different adoption patterns that have that are sort of em- have emerged over the over the maturing of cloud adoption. The first adoption pattern being quite IT-led, quite cost-centric, generally getting out of data centers, you know, that kind of stuff. The second one he referred to as uh, like a data-centric conversation, and it's something that Rob and I have referred to as like what we've referred to as line of business lighthouse, like a specific implementation of something that may or may not be integrated elsewhere. And then the third piece being more platform, which allows the sort of experimentation across the platform that you're describing but what it also does, it allows uh, it allows for things like enterprise pivots. So if you join up a few of your business lighthouses, all of a sudden you might be prepared. You, know, uh, you might be uh, providing completely new sets of services.
1: It does, does that resonate with you as a pattern? And and, and what do you see from your So it, it certainly does, and I would suggest there's a, a fourth dimension around the experience, mm. and that's the, the natural progression. In addition, you could actually almost layer on in, in, in what you just articulated, uh, a shift of the conversation from a highly technical audience to a financial, operational, executive, and board-level audience mm. because that's, that's where this is starting to really matter, you know, consumer expectations and user expectations are shifting and increasing at a rate higher than ever before, right? right? And the switching costs for a user to, to change the type of experience they use, it's, it's, it's gotten very, very easy.
0: I, I reflect on, that's, that is so true, I reflect on the e-bikes here. And is this
1: also, Rob, why you struggle
2: to adopt modern productivity tooling? <laughs>
0: Not this again, Dave. (laughs) Look, we just have a difference of opinion, okay?
2: (laughs) You know, in differences of opinion, someone could be right. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, it was this, uh, to to your point, um, e-scooter in America, never had an interaction with this company, walked up to a scooter late in the evening, uh, scanned a barcode, authenticated with my um, Google accounts, and within about two minutes of not knowing this company, I was riding their scooter down the street. And to the frictionless approach—I was—it actually took me back a bit and went, "Yeah, that, that is what we try and get, isn't it?" It was—it was so easy. It was like three, four clicks, and I'm on my e-bike.
1: Yep. They delivered a great experience. Yeah, and yeah if it was someone, And if someone else matches that experience, you'll probably take a different branded one. Yeah, yeah. So it's, on too your next ride. it's too easy. It's too easy. Right. Yeah. And so, because loyalty is also at an all-time low. So mm, it's, mm, uh, yeah. but what the, the implication is, and what this means is, uh, companies have to focus on the experience because someone else is going to be doing it. Right, yeah. right. And the, and the end user, from an
2: experiential point of view, the end user in large corporate organizations, let's, let's face it, have not generally had great experiences of their tech. So have you got any good examples of,
1: of where you've actually focused on end user experience in an organization? Yeah, well, absolutely. And actually, uh, there's, a, there's a great mention uh, by, our, by our CEO, Thomas, uh, on Tuesday uh, regarding Hackensack Meridian Health if you if we recall that, and some of the work we've just yeah. done with them. Now, um, what we found and studies show that for uh, every hour uh, a care provider spends uh, providing care to a patient, they actually spend two hours on administrative tasks. Yeah, right? yeah. And so if we can help uh, make that more efficient, maybe perhaps through transcription, automation, whatever it might be, it doesn't actually have to be, you know, way out there technology. Mm. That's a mm. significant benefit to uh, a, a, an end user that's in a, in a kind of a corporate you know, care providing uh, context. More
0: face time with the human, yeah. less burden from an admin perspective. Yeah. And we've been talking a lot about productivity and how AI yeah. can massively improve that. The mech suit, which is it's just he- helping you out and get, yeah. getting it done, that's a great use case. And, where, in,
1: yeah. and importantly, less burnout. Yeah. Uh, there's a really interesting company in Silicon Valley called uh, Rad AI and they focus uh, on radiologists. And one of the things that they're trying to do is reduce the amount of burnout a radiologist has uh, from just taking a look at all the x-rays and then uh, a lot of the transcription. It's a, it's a tremendous mental burden. Hmm. And also it, uh, it leads to more mistakes. Right. And so if right. we can eliminate some of those things, we're having a profound impact on, on humanity at that point.
2: What's your observation with organizations doing really holistic change? So one, one of the things I bang on at a lot about and hopefully, give me a minute and I'll try and get back to experience-led uh, transformation, but one of, the, one of the organizations I bang on a lot about in terms of how they've pivoted, not just once, but multiple times over the you know, kind of history of their company is Netflix. Um, you know, they've gone from media distribution onto a streaming platform, disrupted the, the media distribution industry and then pivoted again into content creation and have been very disruptive inside of the hollywood model and it seems to me if you think about the the three years of uh, transformation that we've talked about they have been you know repeatedly interesting in terms of some of the big courageous decisions they've made and, and and managed to actually create you know multiple different organizations almost during that period when you think then about Holistic cloud-driven transformation. Are you observing any organizations yet that are thinking that holistically and, like
1: be, and making really brave decisions about what they're doing? Yeah, so I think uh, many are moving in that direction, but, but there's a couple of points there. Well, so one about Netflix, I think they're really good about listening to the users mm-hmm. and not just necessarily in a qualitative sense, but um, I think they look at their data really, really carefully. And they're also, uh, they're willing to take risks and pivot and change and you know, in- introduce uh, new capabilities and features. And so I think that's, that's something they do well. But with regards to this holistic change point, you know, technology is really only 20, maybe 25% uh, of any true change story. Right. And um, the case for change and having an actual why, uh, having a purpose around it, is a, when, when, a, when management clearly articulates a strong case for change and a purpose, you actually have a 30% chance of uh, increased- Well I- oh, that's uh, good stuff. Yeah, uh, increased success rate, mm. right? And so it's gotta be uh, holistic from the point of starting with the change story, purpose, data, operational elements, culture, talent, and then yes, technology, right?
0: Uh, sorry. Oh. No, I was going to say, we, we have a joke on the podcast where we said the transformation failed, let's change the technology. Oh, it's failed again, we'll change the technology again. And they don't look at all the things you just said, but that was a great list of anybody trying a transformation. If you haven't looked at all these things before you get to the tech, yeah. there's probably a high chance you'll, you won't get what you expect. Yeah, if
1: a caterpillar doesn't fully transform, it doesn't turn into a butterfly, it just yeah. becomes a fast caterpillar. So. Yeah, that's, right, that's right. I think the, the other thing you said
2: in there that I think is, is, is pretty meaningful is that notion of, of purpose. And I think purpose, to me, works on a number of different levels. One, it's obviously clarity. Like, you know, this is what the end looks like, or at least the next step. This is what it looks like. Um, but I think there are two other important factors in purpose for me, I wouldn't mind your thoughts on them. The first is that it's a commitment, so it's like a leadership commitment. I think a lot of cloud, tra- you know, not, not necessarily cloud transformations, but business transformations generally, they're, they're left somewhere in the bowels of the organization and not really joined up to leadership. So it's very easy then as somebody who might be subject to that change to push back on it because I'm not hearing that from the C-suite. You know, I'm, you might be interested in that change, but I'm not necessarily interested in change. And it creates a, you know, a, a very easy blocking dynamic. And then the second aspect of purpose for me is, um, and it's connected, um, is, is just directional. So even if you've got an organization with multiple different, different you know, um, federal business units, if the North Star has been clearly articulated to them, there is just a kind of a general drift in the right
1: direction, which is, which is helpful something everyone can organize around. Well, you know, people don't buy what what you do, they buy why you do it. And it's really important to be able to uh, succinctly articulate that, uh, have an aspiration, understand who you're creating something for and what the benefit's going to be. How are you trying to change the world? Hey, we're trying to, we're trying to give people the tools to, uh, uh, so they can uh, maximize uh, their creative outputs. Yeah, you know, that, that's one statement, mm. right? That's mm. uh, maybe some 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 companies use things like that. Others are uh, we help the, the world. We help everyone become an elite athlete. You know, whatever it might be, you gotta gotta choose that uh, that purpose. Why yeah. do you exist?
0: People with a purpose, yeah. much better.
1: Mahin, thank you for that. Tons of
2: insight and and very refreshing to talk about holistically talk about what cloud-driven transformation uh, you. Uh, can really mean to an organization. I think it's where the big, the big breakthroughs come from. So great to see you, thank you. Um, Rob, you've been roving about the place again, and you've got some themes from the end of day two of the conference and the beginning of day three.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a few things in here. Um, the productivity conversation continues, um, and there was actually a talk about um, sort of microservices architecture that get out of control and how you have to organize yourself so you don't get huge friction and change takes ages again. So creating another style of legacy. There was a, there was a really good talk on how to better organize your operate model, but it brought out the platform point, which was let the platform do the heavy lifting hmm. uh, and abstract and let the product groups get on with
2: business. Any, anything in there about um, you know, familiarizing yourself with modern productivity tools?
0: Uh, no, no, not in that particular, but we'll get back to that when we sum up. There was a, a good nod uh, to multi-cloud um, around the cross-network stuff, which is exposing cloud services anywhere and so a secure way of interacting with low latency, so that helps the multi-cloud point about mm-hmm. how you can interact with the best of each to connect it together. So really nice to see that coming up. and. Uh, um, then there was another push on the platform stuff about the new Kubernetes engine for scaling for AI and things like that. So it was all good. So again, another nod to the tech community about making their job easier right? because they have to build all this stuff that then allows the business to do all the great things that we see above when we're talking about the democratization. But there was one, a brilliant quote on around deconstructing legacy and thinking differently. And it was, we can challenge our assumptions even when we celebrate what came before which was a nod to, you've got to think differently mm. if you're gonna get the successes out of the door. And it just really, that quote really resonated with me about that this is a mindset shift as much as anything else. Right. And yes, it's been successful in the past, but it doesn't mean we have to, we, we, we still have to consider we need to change for the future. Any
2: of those resonate with you, Mahan? Or is there anything yeah. from the conference generally?
1: So, well, 100% um, this whole notion of doing things differently, and I think, uh, if you look at a lot of the things that were announced around workspace, yeah. it's phenomenal. Right. And the efficiencies in productivity are massive. My wife, Christina's got a, a little design research startup and it's just a couple of people. Right. But I'm seeing every single day how she's deploying these things uh, and I'm blown away. Whether it's a synthesis of research transcripts, yeah. to understand core themes, uh, the creation of storyboards, um, it, it, literally days and days of work uh, are, are captured it in about a, you know about a half hour. Was, we yeah, discussed right, yesterday
0: right. the um, you can send the AI to the meeting so you don't have to go, which I got quite excited about. Yes. <laughs> it's essentially
1: that, and then to say you know tell me what happened, and now write a write a response email around <laughs> it too. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's right. quite easy. Cool. Well, we but, do transcripts of the show that we that we
2: put out, which we auto generate. All right, and then also we're going to create blogs. We're going to automatically create blogs off the back of those transcripts. Perfect. So you can go from this conversation to a to a to a published blog yeah. without any human intervention, pretty much.
1: And then go and find all the, the relevant video clips around the content as well, right? So, right. Yeah. Are you taking a note of that, Marcel? Yeah, <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> and any, um, any sessions or announcements at the conference, and apologies if I missed them, that speak to the wider, more holistic elements of transformation that you've been discussing? It's very technical in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, so I think this is... a uh this is clearly a developer's playground yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so it, it really speaks to that audience but I, I do believe uh, ultimately if you're going to be successful in this space you do need to win the hearts and minds of, of the developers yeah. and give them the right tools. And so I'm, I'm very very excited uh, even though I'm not a highly technical person mm. uh, that, that we're speaking to that audience and we're providing them with world class to- tools that are really in my mind and from what I'm hearing from folks. Uh, quite superior to, to other options that they have. Mm, mm. And that's, that's going to speak very well for uh, the solutions in this space. I, and I, I like the, um, we talked a bit about
2: this also yesterday, but um, the, the, the sort of tagline for the conference is the new way to cloud. And obviously that can be read in multiple different directions. I wonder from your perspective, the sort of role that you do and the view you take on transformation, how does the
1: new way to cloud speak to you? So it's, I'll go back to the experience word and I'll probably layer that on with it's It's. it's the most innovative cloud. Mm. It allows you to be more innovative than, than any other cloud and that, if we connect all the dots, it's because of the different tools, the solutions. Of course, the, 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 the long legacy and history of AI, you know, this isn't something that just uh, was rolled out a couple of weeks ago. We've been working on this for a decade, yeah. right?
0: And it, that, that comes through connecting systems together making it easy reducing technical friction that's been a big theme here that we've seen and that, that just makes it easy to spend more time uh on the things that really matter yeah very good mahin thank you again now we end every episode of
2: this show by asking our guests what they're excited about doing next yeah. and that could be anything from you know, I'm just looking forward to getting home and seeing my family again. It feels like it's been a while, or it could be something exciting in your professional
1: life. So. Well, I think this one will actually resonate with you. Uh, LL Cool J is playing at Chase Center uh, this weekend, I believe. So No way. Yeah, Are so you going to so go again? Well, you can make up for lost time yeah. here, and uh, it potentially <laughs> a, goes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'll go, I'll go look into tickets.
2: Right? Maybe he's going to start at like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be saying. It's yeah. definitely going to end on time. So uh, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, he obviously has things to do like later on in the evenings, like, He's his so. favorite TV show, comes on at 8. I, I was trying to find the after party, but... are right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went and to Mel's yeah, and had like, a burger. Which is very good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mel's Diner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Look, Mahin, thanks again for your time. I know the conference schedules are crazy, so thank you for squeezing us in. It's been great talking
1: to you today. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Cool. All right, well, a huge thanks to our guest, Mahin. Thank you so much for being on the show. To our sound and editing wizard, Ben our producer, Marcel, and of course, to all our listeners. We're on LinkedIn and X, Dave Chapman, Shauke Kizan and Rob Kernan. Feel free to follow or connect with us, and let us know if you have any ideas for the show. And of course, if you haven't already done, rate and subscribe to our podcast. See you back in Google's reality soon.